Hello, welcome back to Two Vegan Idiots. Carl Donnelly here. Julian Dean over here. Um, welcome back to this week's episode where we're going to be joined by comedian. Um, act, is he an actor? He's done, he's been in sketch. I've seen it, I saw yeah. him in um, Fans and Games Matthew, yeah. back in the day. Um, all around good person. Yes, very lovely, funny man, Will Duggan. We talk about a bunch of things. There's a bit that is uh, edited out because um, I believe we might have accidentally named someone again in a story that we felt a bit bad about. You know, sort of, it it might not be something they wanted being aired. And again, I I will name them on our Patreon. Of course, yeah. (laughs) You have to ask, because I don't know if I've done that yet, have I? You you definitely have. You've named, there's been names said on Patreon. Okay, yeah. You have to, so join our Patreon and and request (laughs) the names and... I'll catch we do patron catch-ups. We just did one. Yeah, that we just, I'll chat and I'll I'll name them in that. Yeah. As long Julian, as you don't tell them. Yeah. I mean it's it will ultimately end up getting us uh, sued at some point because it will be leaked, but that's fine. Until that point, we'll just keep mopping up that Patreon catch. <laughs> 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 we're putting it in a savings account for the future legal fees. <laughs> so it's like it's a high interest account. Um, so anyway, um, that's uh, it's a fun episode. Uh, yeah, there'll be a little bit snipped out, but don't worry, don't fret. It wasn't anything particularly uh, f- like juicy. It was just you know there was just yeah, it, we're not like trashing. Not at all. It's not, we? We're not saying stuff that would get people in trouble or anything. It was literally just in a story. Sometimes you get carried away and you name the person. It might be something that's a bit embarrassing, maybe. Or sometimes you got a mate is saying a little bit negative about something he said. We, that's fine. It's, yeah, it's done with love. Exactly. So yeah. So just I can't even happen. remember the context, but can you not? Okay. Not really. Um, once we stop recording on the intro, I'll tell you who we named in this episode. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks and to I'll our patrons for uh, joining. You can sign up to Patreon at patreon.com forward slash two vegan idiots. Any other business before we just get on with it? Um. No. That's it, I think. Yeah, just get in touch if you've got any issues, if you anything we you any guests you want us to get on, anything you want us to. I've discuss. got a new webcam and it's very sharp, so that's gonna. <laughs> you can see the videos on the Patreon, so join the Patreon just for that, really. There we go. Uh, so thank you. Enjoy this episode of Will nice Duggan. One, man. Two vegan idiots. Oh, yes, we're recording. Um, Will Duggan, welcome to Two Vegan Idiots. Thanks very uh, much for having Sunday me. brunch version. We're and just, we're off. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. It's ten thirteen a.m. on a Sunday. That is, I don't reckon this is normal podcasting hours. No, no, we'll normally do earlier. Yeah, me and Julian normally record at six a.m. on a Wednesday. Um, <laughs> what? What's your? You just said you were having. You had a grapefruit for breakfast, and yeah, it's a pot just, of coffee. It's a pot of coffee in a my wanky little Fraser mug, Cafe oh. Cafe Nervosa. Are you a big Fraser fan? I absolutely love it. Yeah. It's a Absolutely. funny one, Fraser, because like Jimmy McGee, who's one of my best friends, he um he is obsessed. Like it's his morning th- ritual. He has to watch an episode of Fraser in the morning to get him up and running. But like I've never, it was never, it never did it. For, I, I I know it's good, but it's not one of the ones that I hold as seminal to me. Like it's not, you know, it's not Curb or it's not, you know. Uh, sort of, I'm trying to think. It's not to be honest. Curb's probably the only American sitcom. It's that no I, Neighbours, is it? You know oh, what I mean? Well, it's not. No yeah, neighbors. it's not part of my. Yeah, I don't know. It's not part but of me as much sort- as like, some friends. But I know for, I've got a few friends, and like having you said that as well, that just think it is the best thing of all time. It's sort of that transition, though, isn't it? Because before, like Frasier, it was all Cheers and and Cheers is just, love. Cheers is great. Yeah. If you've watched an episode now, you're like, oh, this is really nice, isn't it? Just bubble gum, have yeah. a laugh, carry on, and, you, and then you get like Frasier and Seinfeld and that, and then you get you see like you know Curb, where just Larry David is an arsehole for half an hour, and we I absolutely know. love it. Yeah, you do realise that sitcom characters used to be much nicer, really. Don't you, you got the odd one? You got the old Reginald Perrin types who are always sunny in Philadelphia. Is funny because they're That's one all of my favorites. are absolute arseholes. Well, yeah, they're, but they almost are beyond it, innit? They like actually, yeah. horrendous. like they would probably kill each other yeah but i read a did you ever watch the american office i've yeah. never watched an episode so it's yeah. set it's, it's set great. near philadelphia there's like yeah. this fan theory that dennis from it's always sunny is the scranton strangler a, a serial killer 
<laughs> they mentioned in the office loads. That's they fun. should do that as a reveal. <laughs> it's too late now. They're both finished. No, always Sunny's got another series. Fair enough. The office finished years ago. Yeah, um, but but yeah, Frasier is a real. I don't know. It's for it, the people. Yeah, the people I know that love it really love it. It's a real part of them. You know what I mean? Which is it's quite, it's quite nice, a cozy, yeah. warm, feel good, nice, easy like Friends, isn't but it? But it's also like you know there is a dark. There's a there's dark side to it. Like you know, it is quite a. It's not bubble, like you say, bubblegum stuff. His brother it's, it's, irri- irritates me a little bit, if I'm yeah, on it, if I'm I honest. He's, but he's meant to, isn't he? I saw his stand-up on, in Montreal. Like I wasn't there, but I've watched it. And, uh, <laughs> well, the the, 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 the actor? Yeah, the actor, yeah. I didn't know he was a stand-up. Yeah, no. he did stand-up. He did this weird like rap. It, I don't know. It was just odd. <laughs> Never underestimate Julian's ability to find something on YouTube that no <laughs> one else knew existed. Have you not just watched a, it's got a one video? View, of, me. Julian, have um, you just Julian's watched got... a video of Chris Turner doing a rap thinking he looks like <laughs> Niles Crane? <laughs> Chris Turner is in LA now. I'll, I'll post fair. it on our Patreon. Um, yeah, that's funny. That's what, that's the sort of video you end up getting to when you've literally completed YouTube. Our, our subscribers <laughs> go right up now. That's all they wanted. <laughs> Um, but um, I forgot what I was about to say there. It Thanks was, right, so we were chatting, so we were saying it's Sunday brunch time. You, um, you, you, we, you said you had grapefruit for breakfast. I just, I just had grapefruit just for full, a YouTube. full grapefruit or the classic half grapefruit breakfast. Oh, full grapefruit. I didn't want a full grapefruit. But... So you cut it into quarters. No, didn't you? No. Half, do you not half it and spoon it? Yeah, half and spoon it, yeah. Come on, mate, Julian. Well, you you, you have, have to cut to it with a knife first, do you? Or you can't just spoon it out, can you? No, of course you cut it with a knife. I've always... <laughs> You've got a sharp spoon. How do you not know how to open a grapefruit, Julian? <laughs> Are you peeling it like an orange? It's In fucking your 40s, horrible. You're finding out how to open a grapefruit. grapefruit. 30s, but yeah, no. Um... <laughs> not if you count the actual years. <laughs> My metabolism's 21, man. I did a test it, so that's yeah, what I'm going that's, by. Luckily, that's how I, I go works. by nature, all right, not by numbers. What? I'm okay. not doing that. Mine's like, I'm like 75 years old with a dead uh, man's yeah. hair. <laughs> <laughs> no, but grapefruit's a healthy breakfast. Although you did say something to me that I then said that's a real working class thing. Is you said because well, I said you asked me if I liked a grapefruit, and I said yes, and you said do I put sugar on it? Which is, I don't think. Any middle class or or above listeners, I don't reckon we get many aristocracy listening. But um, that that putting sugar on fruit, I think, is a real working class trait. I remember like my all my Irish aunts and everything. If they were like, they, they, they'd offer you an apple and they'd say, oh, "Do you want me to cut it up and put sugar on it?" I was like, "Are you fucking mental!" Like, it's, one of, it's, it's one of the po- poshest breakfasts my nan could do for me was she'd half a grapefruit. And put like a teaspoon of sugar on it the night before, so it would settle through during the night. Marinade. Like an absolute, like an absolute king at nine a.m. Delicious sugar, a cup it's of mellow insane. birds and a sugary rotten grapefruit. It's annoying that sugar is so delicious. Oh, it's definitely. I mean, it's like a drug, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Um, it, is, it is a drug, though, isn't it? I do I use yeah. it in cooking a bit, but like now as a a bit more understanding of it. Like if I make sort of some. Mexican food, uh, it's quite good to have a little bit of dark brown sugar in it, just to it brings out a tiny bit of the flavour. But that's very much not. It's not me sprinkling it on top of a fucking taco. You know what I mean? It's not. It's a different... the sugar on everything. Yeah, yeah. Sugar's like so bad for you, though, isn't it? It's like yeah. it's worse than like it used to be. Like saturated fat was like the bad thing, but it's not, is it? It's sugar, apparently. So also, there's like. Judging it's by the, these uh, YouTube which... videos I've been watching. <laughs> it's so delicious, though. Oh, I, I God. A, I had a do, you have, do you have it in your sugar? No, in your coffee, sugar you in your sugar. Coffee. No, I don't, I don't have... I have my I'm... sugar with two sugars. <laughs> I have a cover sugar with two teaspoons of coffee in a top. Uh, no, I don't. Just, no, just... That's good. If I have a cup of tea, I have like half a sugar. If I have coffee, I just have it straight black. Yeah. My Aunt Ginny... Um, who is a late sixties Irish woman still has four sugars in her tea. It's too much, is, isn't it? That is uh, disgusting. Is what it it's is. Absolutely disgusting. Bill Ellis told me that Bob Mortimer has like nine sugars in his tea. He <laughs> has had a heart attack. He needs to sort his shit out. Otherwise, has he had a heart attack him. before? He had a heart attack a few years ago. Yes, didn't he have a type of like a some sort of bypass or something? We, we, it, it means Bob, not Phil. 
Yeah, Phil's Phil, not. A, Phil was very. Phil, Phil's, Phil's got one. Due on the card. one. Yeah, yeah, he's due one. Yeah. He's overdue one, I reckon. <laughs> we should probably get he's him on before. He's been on before, isn't he, Julian? He has. Yeah. We'll get him on soon enough because it might be the last time we see him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> his fried chicken and lager diet. He's been on for eight years. Oh, oh god. Some like, some comedians just like you know when you get in a comedian's car and you just look at it and you're like Jesus Christ mate what your life get a fucking is. valet bruv, before I get in it <laughs> is that well no do you know what I mean like I know there's the sort of stereotype of the comedian driving and throwing the rubbish in the back seat and it sort of builds up and you're meant to clear it out once a week surely I've got in comedians' cars that are like you know you'd think it had been abandoned that's for six also months. their bed seat. <laughs> Boots on fire as you're driving. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> gross, isn't it? Is everyone like sort of? Comedians always got so much stuff on their front seat as well. Whenever you get in, a, you get a lift with another comedian, like wherever they're like, oh, you got, I'll pick you up, meet me at Chiswick Roundabout or some bollocks. And then as you, you get, you go to get in the front seat and it's just covered in shit. I'm oh, sorry, I've got a few bits on. It's like you, you had a passenger Trans- getting in. There's no, nobody, nobody ever think about what's. The, the hour ahead of what what is actually I've, happening. I'll just I've get in really the back and say, proud. drive. You're car proud? N- only recently. What never, car I, have you got? Well, I got a 4x4 a couple of months ago because I had a car crash, um, all fine, but it yeah. wasn't my fault. So the insurance, like the compensation claim, basically paid for me to get bad boy car, like a drug dealer. Had you slightly over-egged how much your old car was worth on your insurance? No, it was a good... No, it was... Because um, he, he, he sort of... He went into me really fast from a stationary position, and I got more in a compensation because he basically looked at me and went, "I'm going to ram this cunt," and then just did. Really? Uh, and then yeah. So, so did he nice get arrested car. or anything? Nah, he was really. You owe him money or something? Not, 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 not anymore. That's read off now. <laughs> um. So what you got four by four, but now that means, but that's you, you've become car proud because you've got a car that's worth being proud of, isn't it? Yeah. There I've been some... buying these. I've been buying these things, Maguire's car bombs are fucking amazing yeah like an aerosol when Where'd you, you get when them you... island <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my mate jerry in belfast sends me by the crate <laughs> um <laughs> ira merch <laughs> they make on, it smell soldered and <laughs> <laughs> smells like a corpse <laughs> anyway sorry but it just makes us smell like a new car again through a nice okay um like bath bombs, but for cars. Yeah, bombs. <laughs> exactly <laughs> that, Julian. It's a car bomb, yeah. <laughs> ah, good, point, good point. I really tied that together. Wrap that one up. Um, do you like a bath? I love a bath bomb. That's my because I don't have a bath at home. I mean, I don't have the actual uh, the actual physical thing of a bath. I mean, I do wash, but um, I. Uh, whenever I'm, I'm away and if I'm in a hotel and it's got a bath I always go and treat myself lush get a bath bomb I have done depends bath. what hotel Malmaison they have oh, mass- hey. massive baths I love like a Malmaison huge yeah uh, do you know the only problem is with like I'll tell you the other one do you know Hotel Devan I think they're owned by the same people that they're sort of like you know it's almost like Hollyoaks and Hollyoaks in the city they're like that sort of they split it with like Hotel Devan's the like nice posh one and Malmaison's a slightly sort of dark cool hipster one that feels like you're going to have a dirty night with a with a somebody you're having an oh, affair with it, all of the signs in a Malmaison are like having a bottle why don't I take it to your room yeah yeah like, <laughs> want a bath we won't tell your wife yeah is that that's it it's all like wanting to cheat on your partner you're like alright yeah. it's a nice hotel there's so many fit birds in Oxford get them back <laughs> but um the thing have is, you stayed in the Oxford Malmaison I is that, the, is that old the one jail? in your prison, prison. Yeah, yeah, I have. It's lovely. Yeah, it's, I stayed there a while ago. Lovely. Anyway, sorry. But what I will say about them, hotel divans worse than Malmaison's, but they've got posh bathrooms where often you don't have a like a bathroom door or you know it's one of them cr- weird doors that is like glass and see through. So basically, if you're there for like a dirty weekend, you, you got to have a shit in front of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Someone's going to watch you wash your ass off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just on the B day. Oh, I know. I can just see. Romantic. I'm just getting my stuff together to leave. <laughs> yeah, like you don't. It's just I don't. I've, I remember there was a hotel in Brighton. It's probably still there. That the comedy festival uh, used to, one of the sort of gigs at the comedy festival would put you up in for a night, and um, and it was 
it had like a sort of frosted bathroom window, the toilet window, not a bathroom, toilet window. Uh, but like you could just see, so if you had a shit, you just you could just see the outline of you from the side just having a shit, while your girlfriend sits on the bed going like, "Oh fuck me, what, what am I doing, doing here? here with him? Let's go to the oh. pier quickly." Why is he wiping from the front? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. But, Sorry, um, people. Uh, Sunday morning, man. I don't have. They're not going to listen on Sunday morning, are they? they might oh be yeah. On Friday night. Thinking it's quality. Oh yeah. Instead of going half out. eleven, had a couple of e's. Really listening to two big idiots <laughs> in <laughs> the club. <laughs> Could play a request, yeah? Could you play two vegan idiots podcast? <laughs> Julian starts talking about his neighbours that were pedos. Oh, I love this one. I'm coming up. <laughs> Rewind selector. Um, I was explaining yes. what this podcast was to my girlfriend yesterday, and played her the just the last Sean Walsh episode. Oh yeah. The bit when Julian starts talking about the pedos, <laughs> just every twist and turn. It just it, and, and then oh, I went to Australia on bail, and then suddenly. Yeah, yeah. The ending's just appalling for that. But anyway, I'm rehash your old your old episode. Sorry. It was one of them stories that felt like an impro group doing like one word stories, you know, when mm. they're just making it up as they go along this and it halfway <laughs> through it's so you're nowhere near where the start was about and it's just all over the shop. But my sister were texts me actually because yes, my, sister, my sister knows the uh, she obviously knew them as well and did you name them on there? I was like, Yeah, they doesn't matter like they're both dead anyway. Right. Well, they are now, aren't they? Yeah. They are. <laughs> now you've named and shamed. They probably <laughs> they killed died themselves. shortly after the release. <laughs> they got lynched. All the people with pitchforks outside their flat. Uh, what was I? Um, I did a gig on Friday at the Banana Cabaret. I did a routine, a new routine. I've got about how modern conspiracy theorists are obsessed with paedophiles. And it was just like it's, it was a bit of fun. It's quite, and it's sort of it's a new ma- bit of material that's working. I'm still working out the sort of kinks in it, but it was really fun. Good gig, and then um, and then I got a message. I got a couple of nice messages on Twitter. One of them was from a lady who was like, "Really enjoyed your stuff about conspiracy theorists tonight, especially considering you know you were being watched by people that probably think when you stand up and put a mask on you can stop COVID like that." And I went, oh, I might, oh, I might no. click on her profile, clicked on it, a lot of stuff about Sweden, essentially, that's what you know. <laughs> okay, here we go. She wasn't like, I think she was, was just, she saying about Sweden that they... Well, no, they... what I mean is, I look, basically, she had shared a lot of stuff about the COVID hoax and all that business. Oh, uh, yeah. Because Sweden did lock down, like, more voluntarily than... Oh, yeah, it wasn't ordered, like, but the way yeah. some people talk about it was like, just everyone was just getting off of each other in the street. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. No, they just, they advise people to um, to just behave yourself and yeah. they had to apologise for how many Stop people... Stop licking died. dog shit, guys, you'll get sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and like, you know, it's not... They basically, <laughs> they didn't do a full lockdown. It, it was all very much... Yeah, you know, Swedish people are nice as well. Licking dog shit. Stop <laughs> <laughs> to get in a bay, man. Um, have you can't seen... do anything anymore. This fucking the new normal, is it? <laughs> the nanny state. I sat in a turd on Friday. At the dog pub. shit all around your mouth. They're all pedos. I went, to the, I went to the pub with Rachel Fairburn on Friday night, like the last night before lockdown two. Yeah. And uh, sat there having a couple of pints. I was like, this bench is like really wet. Moved my leg. Some fucking dog had done a shit or a fox. I oh come on! But oh, I just in the shit. Hadn't man. seen it when I arrived. Sat straight in it. Then I stood up. I was like, oh, oh fish! And I had to go into the pub, so, stinking of shit, straight into the toilets. <laughs> Not you again. <laughs> Washed off my hands. I've been like, what's all this? And then I had to walk home. Just thinking of shit. Oh, that's Change the worst. <laughs> that's the <worst>. <laughs> <laughs> Change my jeans, get back to the pub. Oh, I said to the God. Guy, when I got back, they'd said to the uh, barman, because it's all table service, isn't it? They went, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, there's, there's dog the shit on freshener. There's dog shit on this bench. And he went, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then sat down and had his pack <laughs> Can you clean it up, mate? Go I feel bad for bar staff at the minute because their wages haven't gone up. If anything, they're probably getting less shifts, and now they've got to do it wearing a fucking, you know, and also they got shield. to keep they got to keep policing everyone as totally. well. It's, it's rude, just... man. I do because I did um I did a gig last night, and um I won't name the venue actually because it was shit. Case, uh, no, no, it was great, but um I just basically just in case you don't want to get people in trouble in it. But there was obviously last night was the first day of 
you can only go out in your in your bubbles. And what I noticed was people's bubbles are bullshit. <laughs> Honestly, oh, yeah, there was yeah. four guys in front of me. Cause you had to sort of talk slightly <laughs> to get in. Cause you've obviously got shaking hands, getting to know each other. You never met in dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> nice to all, meet you. No, but they, I heard them all chatting. But one of them was telling them about a house. Like he's just bought a house. <laughs> and obviously there were four blokes about 40 ish, probably all married with kids and stuff. And then we, they walked in in front of me and the woman at the desk said, have you got a reservation? I went, yeah, we've got a table booked. And then she just goes, are you all, are you, do you all live together? And it just went, yep. It's like, that's it, that's the check. <laughs> yeah. It's like quality. <laughs> that's all that's going to happen. Like everyone was talking about, fuck, what are we going to do? We can't see people outside a bubble. People are just, all it is is going to be like being 16 again where you've got to have a good story for the bouncers, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, I think, I, you know. It says 91, <laughs> but I was actually born in West Germany. So it's 90 because they're a year better than us. <laughs> Did you have a fake, we've talked about, we've talked about fake IDs on here before, I think, Julie, haven't we? Yeah, I yeah. Because I had a wicked fake ID. There was a kid at our school called Chris Gottwald, who um, who just made fake IDs, and he was he was he made a fortune. He said like just he just was the first kid who had a good printer and like. I would have loved to it. known him when I was sixteen. I couldn't get in anywhere, and uh, I bought an ID and I did it myself, and it was just all dodgy, and they wouldn't let me in. Just pulling at my head, saying I am eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> I never had a fake ID. Really? I got I got a beard at like fourteen. Oh, I see you lucked out. I had a couple of mates like that. But there was there was this pub called the Peacock in Kettering. And me and my friends were like I'm I'm being barely fifteen and it being pound a pint on a Thursday. Oh. And we and we just go after school. Like <laughs> take our school ties off, take our jumps, then just a little shirt and trousers. Yeah, yeah, just got like, a load of, load of young businessmen. Yeah, like oh man, we, <laughs> in the in the central business district of Northamptonshire. But uh, <laughs> but I, they must have known because there's no way we've went and like had four or five pints on a Thursday and then went scouts. <laughs> well, I suppose Thursday is an interesting one. If you back, you know, when the rules were slightly lax and they didn't get in as much trouble if they got, you know, if there was an underage drinker, but. You know, Thursday's not a night for 15-year-olds to be going out drinking. Normally, it'd be Fridays or Saturdays. So th- yeah. there was much more, you know, you could be a bunch of young apprentice workers somewhere, you know. Looking like estate agents, drinking yeah. like rock stars. There used to be a news agency near my school where they just sold cigarettes, whatever. I was 11, I bought them. Or singles as well. <laughs> Single cigarettes. He ended up out. getting done and... Um, for some insurance thing and shutting down, but it was, it was good while it lasted, you know. Yeah. What I mean? There was a pub in Wimbledon Village called The Castle that was like that. It was like basically nine times out of ten, you didn't get ID'd, sometimes you did, and you basically it was a lottery. Some weekends you just wouldn't get in if you didn't have a fake ID, but some weekends that like, the bouncer just didn't give a shit and they made so much money because it became known as right when you're like 16 to 18, it's the pub to go to. And we just like it was like a it was basically like a youth club, but you could just get alcohol, and then it was great yeah, yeah. for a couple of years, and then naturally things started getting a bit stricter, and like I think they probably got warnings and they had to just lock it down. It was crap. I used to go to um, up the creek, which is a comedy club now. It used to be a well every weekend. It was an under 18s party. We used to go there with your neighbours. Yeah, with my yeah, <laughs> couple they, of pedo neighbors take me. <laughs> it was naked, but it was because of the air con or something like that. <laughs> like eyes so, wide, you can eyes no wide one, shut for kids. You could see no one had a knife. You just had to be had to be dick. <laughs> Fun times, man. It's um, yes. Yeah, I don't know what it's like. I don't. I don't know if young people now are. You know, would be pub goers or anything like. I don't even know. It's the they're the least, aren't they? Like since the seventies, they don't smoke, yeah. drink, or do drugs in the way that I know. I, I certainly did. <laughs> I know. It's like, and I, I, I don't, I, you don't. Want I to mean, a lot of them do. I think a lot of them do, though, don't they? But it's like new, like a lot of man, like a lot of MDMA and ketamine and things yeah. like that. Oh, yeah, I think sort I think of coke probably less so. Coke, but I might think be it's it. dropping. I think even casual drug use is dropping. Like it's generation on generation, it gets less and less and less. There's a lot less smokers, isn't there? Definitely. Like, which, which is, is good. probably that's you know that's not a bad thing, is it? I mean, none no. of it's a bad thing. <laughs> just realised. <laughs> well, you know. None of it's bad, man. <laughs> but I mean, unless you're a drug dealer, you feel like a sort of miserable old man when you go. Oh, these young people nowadays don't know they're born and all that stuff. But it does make you think. What are they doing with their time? That. You know, I can't remember. They're like, all online, aren't they? Like fucking. 
I couldn't wait. It's and I couldn't ending wait. emails and signinchange.org petitions. Just twenty. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's going after J.K. Rowling 24 hours ago. <laughs> um, so it's a full-time job, mate. Um, by the way, I just, I've, got, I don't even, I've, not, I've not followed that at all. I just keep seeing her name pop up on Twitter and I feel she upsets some people. Uh, but, um, she didn't say anything that bad from what I saw. I'm mean, happy to be proved wrong, but... She denied the Holocaust, Julian. I don't know what, I don't know what you're doing. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but that didn't happen, so... <laughs> Believe in that, do you? No. <laughs> um, fucking Gavin Webster was on this weekend. I was on with him. He's got a new bit that is sort of about Hitler. And it's honestly one of the funniest bits I've seen. You know when you see somebody just do a bit you haven't seen before that it just catches you so off guard? Because it starts with... It's got a really funny sort of build-up that throws you off the scent of what he's doing. And it's fucking... The reveal is so funny. But it's it's rare to hear a Hitler routine anymore, isn't it? It's, it has somewhat been done, the old Hitler thing. A little bit. But um, yeah, it's very funny. Anyway, that's you know. Come and see. Like Gavin Gavin, I, I like Gavin Webster. He it's... is a funny man, isn't he? He's yeah. a good egg, Gavin. He is, he is a good egg. Um, have you been doing many gigs, Will Duggan? Nah, no, not really. I did a I did about six or seven, and then I got a couple of online ones coming up, but. Nah, I've been working though. It's been rubbish. Oh, so you've been doing actual actual work? Yeah. What, yeah, what job? I was uh, so I did three months. I uh, worked in a Ford factory building ventilators for the NHS. Really? Else oh, that's yeah. good. But the thing is, though, people say, "Oh, well, that's really good." But the thing is, I just applied for a job, and that's the one that I got yeah. on the same day. I applied to do that. I did legit applied to be a sales rep. No wonder the for, ventilators for, aren't working. <laughs> I applied to work for is British that, American that, Tobacco on the same that, day. Like, just, I just needed a job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for um, Philip Morris on the weekend. Yeah. She did three months of building ventilators. Yeah, in Dagenham. Like, what was your, um, when you say building ventilators, what was your role in the process? I was on the production line. So Proper production on, line. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I was, I was literally in the Ford plant in Dagenham in every day. So I was on station 13, so I yeah. had to do all the electrical tests. Did you think about stealing some and waiting until there's a shortage and sticking them on eBay? <laughs> They're pretty big. I'll, I'll put weight on, but not that much. I can't walk I don't out even know, I don't even know what a ventilator looks like. Are they really big things then? Yeah. It's like a, it's like a big box and then a screen. And then you stick a hose in it and then right down your... It's like an iron lung for the modern day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. It's something that would go on this next to a hospital bed. It's like a big bit of yeah. kit. It's not it like sounds a sounds horrible. It's not a snorkel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a vape, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what flavour? Um, um, but yeah, they, it sounds horrible. Ventilators, doesn't it? You've, like, you've, you've learned so much about ventilators. To be on it. Really? So did Ford get yeah. a government order to make them, or they just no, did that? So... This they saw a gap in the market. <laughs> yeah. People are dying. Let's fucking Fuck the do cars it. off, mate. Let's, Let's make some, uh, make some coin. Let's make some fucking body bags. Let's get some moolah. That's one of my favourite uh, conspiracy theories. When they found all those coffins in America. Yeah. And someone was like, like just thousands and thousands of coffins. Like Obama's planning to kill us all off. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and, then, yeah, yeah. and the answer was just like, no, it's a huge country. People die. They've got to be in cof- We've yeah, got to yeah. keep the coffin somewhere. Yeah, it was a coffin factory, mate. Yeah. <laughs> to have. They're planning um, to kill us all. I love they it. Were. I doubt they do good burials. Um, I. Yeah, I, just, I'm, I, 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 I don't know if it's because I've like an algorithm, but on Twitter at the minute, I'm seeing a lot of conspiracy stuff people are really starting to fucking lose it aren't they i think if we go into proper tier three or something you know we go into another full lockdown it's going to be some you know bad shit going down because i can see people are just ready to snap do you still use facebook on your like but i just use it i don't don't, i've got i sort of i've basically got a fan page i've got pages the app on my phone so i can actually go and like put something on on our two vegan idiots Facebook page, or but I don't have like the Facebook app to go and look at what people are saying. I so I, I pop on I, now and again. You want to do it because I've I, I keep I don't really use it to post anything, just gigs and whatever. But you know when you uh, you 
sort of accept any friendship from like comedy promoters or producers or like yeah, yeah, so yeah. just so they're there runt. all those fucking nutters that you take they've all get all those runts they've gone absolutely mad <laughs> you said scrunt actually <laughs> which is a bad word for ladies um but yeah they i, I know what you mean you just so i've done i did it this is bad this is this is sort of like when I, I stopped accepting, I used, to, I used to accept every friend request I got. Didn't give a shit if it was fake. Whatever. I check them out now because if they say, please subscribe here to see porn photos, I'm like, well, that's no, I, well, I accept you, those you ones. You can get it yeah. for free, can't you, on porn? <laughs> I, um, I, I just noticed, I basically s- opened it a couple of times and this was about a year ago and I just saw some nutter who was like an Australian guy and he'd put up a video of him and it was quite conspiracy theory ish. And then um, I've, I literally saw a few people about six months later talking about him, and uh, it turns out he was like he got he got bloody arrested or something. He was like he was he was so he was somehow involved in oil. Like he got he got arrested for doing something after that girl got killed in Melbourne, the comedian, and he was online just posting horrible shit about her, and it was just like gross. And basically, I just, I just accepted him because I just got a friend request and I accepted yeah. everyone. Next so for you, best mate. Well, that's it. Suddenly, like you know, sort of, I just realised, oh shit, man, just like you imagine, and him v the world. Yeah, it could look like I'm mates with him. Never, never even heard his name. I just, it just happened to go with my policy of accepting every friend request. So then, since then, I now don't. I just hardly accept anyone. I've got. I have a little. I have a little so quick wrong. look. If they're real, I accept them. But if they're um, fake, obviously, I don't. But like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. You in terms it. of the cons- like, you know. I think it's, it's a tough be- rule I live by, you know. Very I mean? <laughs> <laughs> strict like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, what I'm saying is, I think we are in for a um, quite a, uh, a crazy winter of lose. We're, we're going to lose a few more normal, like normalish comedians. I think comedians are in the, I think, the danger zone mentally, you know, to uh, lose uh, their minds. That's what we can record for your Patreon. Names of people who've gone batshit during COVID. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, we'd do that on the catch up, actually. Yeah, we will. Um, but I'm trying to think who. Yeah, I, I, let's not let's not speculate on who's next. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll speculate. You, you can beat the name because you don't get sued. But also, Carl, I've just noticed you've got hair for the first time in. I've seen you in years. Well, I just haven't. Yeah, basically, I hadn't hadn't shaved it for about a month, and then I thought i'll try and leave it another month i think now we're at the two month mark and i might just it's sort of i might just leave it for a while and see what so what it looks like in another month it's upset me a bit because i thought you were you thought i was one really of us. Oh, no, but I am you thin, it's thin i'm thin on top look just how, how old how old are you carl 38 yeah i'm 33 you can go fuck yourself how what age did you start going bald 21 but i did just i did start going gray at 17 so you know, what about I, hair pills? I know someone that takes hair pills and they work. Do you, do you, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> it's not me, actually. Is that all natural, Julian? I'll be all over it. Yeah, it's natural. Yeah. What, natural hair? No, as in you've done nothing. You've not gone to Turkey for the sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> a sneaky trip to Turkey once a month. Um, <laughs> Get my teeth and my... It'd be um, funny if... My bag's done. Because, um, do you reckon there's any comedian that wears a wig? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Well, ironically. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> well, there's definitely a few, there's a few hair implant guys and a few hair pill guys, but the hair pills take your libido down, apparently so. Um, so that's why I'm going to take them. <laughs> but, um... You're a danger to the people of South London. <laughs> Court mandated South East London strangler. Everyone in his flats has um, complained about how much of the internet he's using. <laughs> and how Dean loud it is. usage, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that is, yeah, but I mean, there's nothing, I suppose. There's nothing wrong with, what well, if once you're in, you don't really need that big a libido. If I had the money, I'd have hair in an instant. Would you what, have implants on your head? Yeah, if there was a way to have Julian's hair, I'd, I'd scalp him given half a chance. <laughs> my hair's not, it's not like, it's not really thick. It's just, I, I, my, I think I've got a lot of it. Yeah, but it's like, if, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm in the desert dying of thirst and you've got a small glass of water, I'd absolutely love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's it's true. My hair's a small glass of water. In this yeah. analogy, yeah. 
I did I did try and say it was lovely and you kept saying it wasn't so I thought fine if you can't beat them join them no I want you to keep like disagreeing with me though like <laughs> I haven't got the time for it. it's quarter <laughs> 11 on a Sunday morning mate oh, no, I'm actually missing Sunday brunch uh yeah it's a weird one like because I don't yeah I sort of I assumed I was bolder than I like because I've literally just got it's a tiny bit thin in there and for some reason when I shaved it five years ago I thought that was much worse than it actually is. I think it was that thing of, I just panicked and thought, I'm going to go bald, so let's shave it, get ahead of the news. And then five years later, I've grown it back. And it's not, it's not got any bolder than in like in five years. It's just, I it think, just stopped I think it looks there. good, man. I think yeah, it looks good. I'm going to, should I just grow it crazy and big? I, I was the opposite, because I only went to the, like, I bick it like twice a week now. At least you've, I, got a, you've got a good shape head, though. Fred. Yeah, but it's got real fat during lockdown, mate. Uh I thought it was a lot better than it was because I had like the like the Shearer Island at the front. Oh, yeah. And I yeah, thought yeah. that had just continued. Then I saw a picture like the back of my head and thought, oh my God, I look like, makes you look older. Damo Clark used to have a great routine about, you know, he had a little, he had that little hair patch bald behind hair there. And he said it was like a little um, party island for the fleas to go on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. I like Damo Clark. He's brilliant. He's a funny, funny man. I've got um, an odd-shaped head, and I've got a couple of scars as well. So I hope I don't go bald. Have you I'll just ever, kill myself. Have you ever shaved your head? No, never. You should do it, mate. I'd, it'd be, if you shaved your head and beard off, it'd be so funny. Look like fucking Neo when he comes out of the Matrix. <laughs> just <laughs> rolling out. Like a, you had quite a short thing. hair when I met you. So I've only met Julian twice. Really? Yep. We've met what? at... Um, we did a new material gig in Leighton about... That was the last time, wasn't it? Yeah, and the first yeah. time was the... Um, oh, Clang. The uh, Russell Howard TV show rap party end of season. Oh, yeah. No, I've met you I've met you other than that, I think, haven't I? No. I, no, you haven't. <laughs> I no, you haven't. Fair enough. memory over Julian's, I think. <laughs> we got quite short hair. I thought but... we lived together for three years. Was that not you? <laughs> no, so it was just... Uh, that was, that was Dan Nightingale. <laughs> oh, that was Dan, yes. Right. I, was, I was talking about, that weirdly, I was talking about Dan Nightingale's old house in Manchester last night to somebody. Um, and the Anko's Mill. Was that, basically, it was the house, um, when I first met Dan and Barry Dodds and all that lot, they all oh. lived in a house together. It was Barry Dodds, um, Jason, Jason Cook, Cook, Lee Withington, Dan in, Nightingale. Yeah. Preston, was it? No, it was, in... no it, was in, it was in Withington, South yeah. Manchester. It was around the corner from where I lived with uh, a different time with Pete Otway and uh, oh, yeah. Ed Easton. Yeah. Pete a... Otway's a good egg, isn't he? He's, He's a, nice a good guy. bloke, yeah. Um, but that Got house... a couple of kids now. I say, how lovely. Good um, artist. Andy Watson. Hey, he's, done, he's done my art on my walls. He does great. Yeah, His yeah. art stuff's brilliant. He's been putting yeah. online during um, lockdown. Yeah. But... Well, I once stayed in that house um, when Barry Dodds was away and I was in Manchester doing a gig and I just messaged him saying, can I stay? He was like, yeah, you can just crash on the sofa. And basically, I Andy Watson, who, uh, he, Andy Watson was doing an Edinburgh preview in Manchester that night. And, you know, Andy, I think it wouldn't be out of turn to say Andy's a bit eccentric, yeah. Um, and I, I, was, I got back from my gig I think Lee Fennick let me in, and I was I was just in the I was on the sofa just watching something on my laptop, and then about an hour later I hear the door going. It's Andy Watson. He comes in, and I went out into the hallway to say hello. I went, all right, mate. I went, what have you been doing? He went, oh, I've been doing an Edinburgh preview. I went, oh, cool. I went, how did it go? And he started talking. I swear, <laughs> on my life, ten minutes in, I realised he's doing the Edinburgh preview to me in a hallway. <laughs> <laughs> Puts, puts a, a bucket round afterwards. <laughs> and I, so, was... I stopped him and said, mate, can I just check something? Not to be rude, but are you doing the show now? And he went, oh, yeah, sorry, mate. I just got a bit carried away. I was like, you fucking mental, mate. Me and him once drove from Manchester to uh, Alton. Not the Alton Towers one, the Hampshire one. Yeah, yeah, four yeah. hours away from Manchester. And all the way there and half the way back, he was giving me the synopsis of a film that lasted for 97 minutes. Like, I could have watched the film three times. <laughs> it's amazing. He's a funny, he's a funny guy. Yeah, he's, he was always funny. Like, just, but yeah, he was, he was like a, a neurotic, I suppose would be the word. Like, well, not neurotic. I don't know if that's the word. Very energetic. Um, is he still doing comedy? I've not seen him in years. I've not seen him in years, no. He was doing some radio stuff. 
We should do some uh, Where Are They Now episodes or interview people we haven't seen in a decade. Yeah, but it's going to be a real sad episode, that, isn't it? I I didn't work out. I got an entry-level job at 38. (laughs) 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 So my Friday's in a slug and lettuce with 19-year-olds. They hate me. God. (laughs) That'd be the worst. I suppose that's because that'd be the thing about going back to work. How did you find going back to an actual job? Well, I quite liked it because it was a strange and interesting times and it gave me something to do. But I couldn't. It was so I hated having the freedom. Like good to take your mind off of what was going on in the world when you were sitting there making ventilators. (laughs) Well, the thing is, because it's because it's a production line, you can you're only trained in what your little job is. Yeah. So my job would take eight minutes. So I'd do about 30 of them a shift. But if there's nothing at your station, you don't you literally haven't got any idea how to help anyone who's falling behind. I've read about three books a week. Bloody hell. It's when I started, it's genuinely when I started listening to this podcast, I said to Rachel Fairburn, I was like, I've run out of things to listen to. She went, oh, you want to listen to this? Like, I listened to the entire back catalogue in about three days, just eight <laughs> yeah, hours a day. Fairburn. Huh? What's that? That's nice of her to uh, recommend that's it. That's nice. Um, but yeah, that's all right then. But you so, say, yeah, but you didn't, uh, yeah, I suppose, what would a work, what would a workmates like? Was this sort of? It was five, it was uh, like, it was literally 50% like people who worked in the Ford factory normally would have been furloughed and 50%. Yeah. Ponds little arts people who desperately needed some money. I was going to say, was there any <laughs> anyone else who was just like, yeah, it's just a bit of a stopgap while during lockdown? Like, yeah, no, no, I, I, I was auditioning for the Globe in oh February, God. and now look at me. But there was one bloke who was the foreman of our line, and he's the smartest man I ever met in my life. Yeah. He, he looked, he looked like the stereotypical Essex boy who worked at the Ford factory. Yeah, he's talked to me once about an hour and a half about the problems that Nikolai Tesla faced during his life. I was like, I've got. Where have you got? And he do magic tricks for me. It was brilliant. <laughs> Colin, you're a great man if you're listening. If you're not, you still are. It's not indicative. <laughs> That's all right. Cause that'd be one of my biggest fears about if I ever had to return to the workforce is just yeah, just being surrounded by people that I've got nothing in common with, and like they're looking at me like, "Is that guy's that poor fucker who used to be a comedian?" <laughs> and I'd be like, it, it, w- it was. It Tell was us a, a joke. All day. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was a bit out of the first two weeks. Like, well, you're a comedian. Why haven't I heard of you? It's like, well, because it's not going well, is it? Yeah. But yeah. after after a couple of weeks, when you just find that it's the first time that when the proper the, the, the bigger boys just go, we're going outside for a fact, do you want to come? And you're like, oh, yes, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, do you know what? There's no way of answering that question when somebody says, like, when you say you're a comedian, if somebody asks what you're doing, they go, oh, I've not heard of you. There's no way of answering that that doesn't make you sound really desperate. Do you know what I mean? Because you can't, that, you you can't. If you say, if you explain to them, there's probably about five thousand professional comedians in the country, and only an incredibly small percentage are on television. Then, you know, like it, it, that just makes you sound like you're going like I'm not in the, the top boys. You know what I mean? It's impossible to just explain it to them without sounding like you've you're basically a, embarrassed. Yeah, a couple of my mates that I went to school would go surfing like two or three times a year in Devon. Yeah, and this this pub near where we go surfing is a uh, do a comedy open mic night. One of our mates went, "Oh, you should come and do this." I said, "No, it's, it's a four and a half hour drive from where I live for yeah, ten yeah. minutes unpaid." Yeah, and then the barman is like, "Oh, you should if you want to give it a go." And I went on. I wasn't being like a fucking professional comedian. My mates were just giving it the, oh, he thinks he's a professional. I am. I'm not driving yeah, to fucking yeah. Devon to do 10 minutes in the shittiest virus <laughs> in my life. And then the barman went, do you think you're too good for it? And I was like, pissed off. I went, yes, yes that's the fucking yeah, that's point I'm making. 100% too good for it. Yeah, but it's, yeah. But it's just that thing. If it's hard because people don't understand how comedy works as an industry. They genuinely think you do an At open spot all, and if you're funny, you get on telly. And if not, you must be shit. It's like, <laughs> it's brutal, isn't it? I need to go to the Wii very quickly. All right, you go for it. We'll talk about you while you go. Why has he turned his camera off? <laughs> he's just pissing where he stands. <laughs> he's, just, he's doing it in his trousers. He, just didn't, want, he didn't want us to see the stain of it. Fucking hell. Um, your, pet, your, um, your family like comedy, Kyle? Like, no, not at all. I mean, well, that's not... I mean, they watch Mrs. Brown's Boys. That's the only comedy show they watch on television. Hey, it can't be that bad. Millions of people like it. Well, I, I was chatting to somebody... Are they, you're family the Irish, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They don't find it a horrible 
pantomime of their culture. You'd be surprised. What I, my parents' generation of Irish people do not have that uh, rejection of the Irish stereotypes. They find it hilarious. But I was chat. I'm in a WhatsApp group with all my like old school. Not old, not all my old schoolmates, but like there's a group of us that are still mates that have been friends yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, since got, we were tiny. I got that one. And one of them the other night was sort of slagging off Mrs. He 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 accidentally saw a bit of Mrs. Brown's boys, and he was just livid. And he's he's from an Irish family as well, and he he was offended by how bland and like sort of offensive it was. And actually, um, I was quite. I sort of was sort of defending it. I was like, yeah, it's you know. It is what it is. It's the most. It's it's for the most mainstream. Yeah, it's not for you. It yeah. is something that your parents can watch, that what that won't make them sort of confused. Like my parents, if they put on a fucking episode of Live at the Apollo, they'd literally be like, "What are these people talking about?" There's nothing for them. It's you know, if it's if it's a comedian who's thirty five or thirty or twenty in their twenties talking about their stuff, it's like my parents ain't got my parents. My dad's eighty one years old. He's got nothing think- in common with them. You should do that on Twitch. Like your dad watches Ahir Shah. Oh my god, it'd be so funny. I mean, to be honest, and I like Ahir Shah. I like. I'm mates of Ahir, but I wouldn't want to hear what my dad says about Ahir. <laughs> Let's just say <laughs> my dad has uh, been known in the past to air some questionable uh, opinions, which I've challenged him on enough times, and then learned that it's pointless. He's going to be dead at some, soon enough. He's going to be dead before he changes his opinions. You know what I mean? That's the way old age works. That sounded much more callous than I meant. That sounds like a threat. <laughs> it's like you're going to be dead. It's going to be dead die. soon as you're sharpening. Well, I mean, he's 81. There's no way of making my dad become a sort of a metropolitan liberal at this age. He's just an old fucking bloke who's got slightly narrow views. Still, Ahir Shah, good comedian. Good, very good comedian. Um, and lovely man. But Questionable shoe choice, I always think. He dresses so much older than he is. Do you know what I mean? He dresses like a sort of sixty. He dresses so much older than your dad is. <laughs> Do you know what? He actually dresses just like my dad. <laughs> my dad's one of these people that I only ever wears a shirt and trousers and shoes, like a sort of actual shoe. And he's I've seen him wear he started wearing slippers when he got into his mid seventies. Never seen him with a pair of jeans, a jumper or a t shirt on in his entire in my entire life. Wow. I oh. never saw my dad in jeans once, actually. No. Suit and tie. Just always a suit and tie. Or Speedos when he was answering the door to my mates. <laughs> I'd like to be one of those old boys you see in the pub with like a three-piece suit on it. Oh. Waiting for opening time. It's, I, I love it. I love them so much. Yeah, it is like... When they were in their 20s, I guess they, they that's how they dressed, isn't it? They're yeah. just dressing like they always have. I think well, so. these... Are these old boys the Peaky Blinders just <laughs> yeah, that yeah, made exactly. it through? Do you ever I like, might start dressing like that, man? I've noticed as you age, prepare for old age. But when I was like eighteen, in pubs with my mates, if I saw an old boy on his own, I'd, in part of me would be like, "Oh, look at that poor old guy on his own." And then probably in my twenties, I sort of still thought that by robbing as, them. As I've got to late thirties, I look at old guys in a pub on their own. I think that's absolutely fine. That is, there's nothing wrong with just nipping in for a pint or two on your own. I, think I was in Beth- Bethnal Green doing some work the other day, and I went to this pub, the Well and Bucket, like proper old style East End boozer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had a pint of stout and three oysters. I thought absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it's. I, think, I genuinely think it's a, it's a when you're sort of in your twenties or b- below, you can't imagine any enjoyment in going to a pub on your own because you're like you're on your own. It's lonely. And then as you age, you realise you can appreciate your own company more. As you, as you age, you become an alcoholic and you need it. <laughs> yeah, basically. You've got to calm the shakes somehow, you know what I mean? But do you know what I mean? Like, um, I, love a, I love a little solo jaunt. That's one thing, actually. I mean, obviously, it's slightly different now having a baby. and like, I know, for the, You've got to just park that. But I used to love like a weekend away of gigging. Like, I, I never had that thing that some people who are married or that have where they, like, they see it as like, yeah, a weekend of freedom. I can get pissed and do what I want. I just saw it as like it was nice to just go for like see some shagging stuff. audience members. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, yeah, that gross <laughs> that sort of that some shagging promoters. But I just liked sort of just going for a long old mooch on your own, or going and sitting in a cafe for a few hours on your own and just having a little. I get a little bit lonely if I'm if I'm out if I'm indoors. I'm all right, but if I go out and look around, sometimes I do it. Yeah, so I really hate it when. Bad now. <laughs> When you go somewhere, 
when you're doing a weekend away and like you look at the lineup and you think, oh fuck, I don't want to hang out with any yeah. of these people on the Saturday. Yeah, yeah. But there's a freedom to that sometimes. I think there's that thing of like, it's it's amazing if you have a weekend of gigs away and you you suddenly see the lineup and it's like just your mates and you're like, oh my god, we're gonna have a right laugh. Yeah, that's. And then sometimes cool. you see ones that are sort of like mild acquaintances that you're like, oh, we're gonna have to go for slightly passive aggressive lunches. And then there's a freedom to it when you're like, these are people that I know we're not all going to hang out. Like they're going to do their own thing. I can, and I like, I quite like that thing of, I just get to do my own thing for a weekend. Martin Moore's got an incredible like routine. He does like each of the stands once a month, pretty much. Yeah. He's got like a routine. Cycles to each of them. (laughs) Yeah. Each day from his house. (laughs) Cycles Uh, to Glasgow and back just every morning (laughs) wherever he is. He loves it. He doesn't want to hang out anyway. He's like, look, it's nice to see you. We chat at the gig, but I've got my things. He's a that good I do. guy to see, actually. Like, I like chatting to him. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? He's so, he lost so much weight. Like, he's so he's in such good shape now, isn't he? Yeah, he, he can lift big, heavy as well. Fat juggler, didn't he? he? Used to be a strong man. Did he? Oh, that's probably. He looks like a he looks like an old fashioned strong man, <laughs> doesn't he? Or a hell's angel. <laughs> yeah, but now he's just doing exercise all the time. He's got like his exercise Instagram, hasn't he? Yeah, he did, he did some video on it the other day where he was because he likes he's an old juggler as well. He's yeah. doing some juggling trick with like a twenty kilo kettlebell. Madness. There's no need for it. There isn't any. Get some, get some showing, silks. Showing off his uh, hairy abs on Insta. <laughs> You're one to talk, Julian. I follow you on Insta. Oh, shit. Every the, it's your daughter swearing or your pecs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just an angle it's just my comedy that just is trying yeah. to just, find, yeah. just trying <laughs> to find my audience our agent had a word with him and he's trying to find this crowd <laughs> julian you've got to get a thing what's the what's julian dean's usp yeah. text mate his daughter's, his daughter's vocabulary <laughs> bad Rock parenting and he could do a hundred push-ups on the fly <laughs> um I've just seen the time. We've got to wrap it up, I believe. Um, what have you got planned for your Sunday? I'm going to Bristol. Um, Ooh, for a re- work to record. Yeah, to record something. Okay. One of them, nothing nothing like exciting, but it's one of them things that could be, but could equally be, how was your Sunday? I was in Bristol, what happened? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice city, Bristol, obviously. Yeah. They go. say, yeah, say you get what you pay for, but it's not true, is it? Because... Bristol's lovely and it's built on slave. So. Oh, that's true, yeah. I walked past um, uh, the bank Coots. Do you know Coots on the Strand? It's one of the oldest Queens, banks. Founded Queens in Bank. 16, Royal, Royal Bank, isn't it? Uh, founded in 16... I think it's 1698, 1692. And uh, out front, it had all like Black History Month stuff. And I was like, I think some of your founding money <laughs> might have come from slavery. And now you've got your sort of Black History Month celebratory things. It's like, I feel like you guys might be overcompensating. Trying to overcorrect. Yeah. yeah. They've probably got some brilliant records of things they did to really oh, push Black History down. It's like Barclays, isn't it? Wasn't Barclays Bank? Like, that was one of the worst, isn't it? In terms of like the founders, I think, were involved. Like, you know, they were, there was a lot of slavery money going into the founding of Barclays Bank, allegedly. Uh, Have you and... watched Hunters on uh, no. Prime? By Nazi Hunters in the 70s. I never oh, knew. Yeah. Is it really good? Is it, is it a documentary? No, a TV show, Al Pacino. It, oh, right. Yeah, I've seen the, the, post, the, the picture sitcom. for it on Prime. Make... <laughs> It's a hidden it's camera crazy, show. It's like it's a spin off to home and away. Uh, but no, because the picture of it, I, I've gone past it uh, 50 yeah. times in the last seven months. Like, And basically the, the, the cover of the what would be the, the sort of, you know, the actual poster thing makes it look so shit that I've never... Yeah, it's too yellow. It's too yellow, isn't it? And it's just Al Pacino looking weird and old. Like, Well, I can't remember why. Something happened yesterday and I thought about half nine, I thought, let's give it a, look, give it a go. Went yeah. to bed at three. Is loved it. Really it Plowed through them, yeah. It's about these. Uh, I won't ruin it, but it's about 1977. There's such some shit happens, and people are like, hang on, they're Nazis in America. The yeah. answer is yes, uh, real good. But they there's an episode in a Swiss bank, and I knew that Swiss banks were bad, yeah, but I never knew how bad, how bad they're very bad. But I think that, yeah, and, and it, all old banks, yeah, all the banks that were founded back in the 17th century and stuff, of course, they're gonna have a bit of blood on their hands 
But, you know, I think they need to wind their necks in when it comes to things like Black History Month. Don't then They can't get involved. They're not allowed, you know what I mean? It's not... I know, yeah. There should be a the bar on it. The hypocrisy of, like, that is unreal. But anyway, let's not end on that. Kind of miss HSBC just doing some lovely little laundering. <laughs> is that nice? I miss <laughs> Howard from... As if there's, like, an ethical <laughs> bank. When I say that, literally every bank is just fucking... Horrendous. Howard from Halifax. <laughs> Uh, he was the nice, nice face of the horrors that were going on behind closed doors. <laughs> what final quick question, actually, um, and this is because it came up again this morning on Twitter. Basically, I slagged off Cobra Kai on Twitter. Have you watched Cobra Kai? Uh, I've watched about 15 minutes of it. And did you turn it off? I did, but not because I hated it. Okay. Because I thought it was absolutely fine and had things to do. Yes. Okay. That's a, that, like that's learn fine. karate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go find an old Japanese man <laughs> and clean his car. Um, I saw somebody. Oh, fuck, I need to now find who it is um, because it was Tom Parry, I believe, from Pappy's, did a tweet um, saying how good it was, and he described it as Sopranos good. And then, right, well, that I mean, I, I've is... seen the Sopranos, and I've only seen fifteen minutes of Cobra Kai, but. No. It's definitely not Sopranos. And then Mark Nelson's Karate. dived in. Chris Chris Martin obviously has dived in to sort of say that me and him have fallen out over it. We haven't he, fallen does, out. Do you like it or not? I think it's uh, crap. I think it's basically, I think it's a nice piece of nostalgia. But the moment you, the nostalgia runs out after episode two and you're left with a bad show. That this, and Ralph Macchio is just no, something's, something's up with him. It's not a good. It's not well acted. It's not well written. It's not well made. Have like, a karate lesson for your, you know, your massive comeback, biggest break yeah. since Karate Kid One. But it's fine. Have a karate it's only break since Karate Kid One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, I think it's, it's, it's on it's, a roast once. Like it's, in, it's really average, and like it, I, I, like the nostalgia for me ran out too, like too quick, and then I was like, that's not enough to sustain it. But um, yeah, Mark Nelson dived in and said I was talking shite, and um, and basically, so I'm just fascinated by people that think it's a really good show. It doesn't really make any sense to me. Like it's to nostalgia, put, isn't it? If they'd never age, weren't ever into Karate Kid One, well, that's what I mean. Like, and also, but in an age where you could watch The Sopranos or the fucking West Wing or Breaking Bad or you know, there's so much. Good Hunters. Hunters. I do want to. I do want to watch a it. Handmaid's though. Tale. There's so many good things to watch, and then you're going to watch waste it on Cobra Kai. Also, I know that like TV, like producing and commissioning is a minefield. Doesn't make sense, but if your show starts on YouTube, yes, it's not. It's not Sopranos good. I know. It's yeah. It's <laughs> and ends on you porn. And like I, I watched the whole first season of Cobra Kai because I thought I'm going to. <laughs> Sorry, I said that. Um, and I did a few episodes. I, I mean, committed I'm to, to watch pursue it, it though because it's just easy. Yeah, you know, nice background light thing. watching. But the end, like you... the, the end of the first season, like there's a scene that's like the oh, we're ready for season two, and it's fucking cack. Like it's not good. The blonde guy in it's pretty good, I think, though, isn't he? Surprisingly, he's, I think that makes it watchable, quite a good actor. Yeah, yeah, he's like he literally carries it, and that's not again, that's not enough to you can't. His sensei just looks fucked, and he's shit at like. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Basically, I think we do martial arts, Julian. Do martial arts, Do I what? Sorry. Do martial arts. I I did as a kid. Um, I I did uh, I did Khan karate for a few years as a kid. I used to do go to tournaments and fuck people up. You know what I mean? <laughs> Have you ever but, done? But I, I, I did karate. Nah, I did kickboxing as a like later a teenager and stuff. But no, I don't do martial arts. Anymore. I did Aikido for two years. I was all right here, and then just put it put it to bed when I, s- I discovered alcohol and fags. And basically, yesterday, um, walked past. There's an Aikido dojo about about eight minute walk from me, and part of me went, "Do I do I get the old the old?" Um, I think if I was doing a martial arts nowadays, yeah. I'd either do jujitsu or mixed martial arts. Or just boxing. I think that's um, yeah, that'd be I good mean, in terms of fitness and stuff. But like, it's all a bit aggressive. You know? I don't want to be rolling around on a mat, putting people in arm bars. That, I did do MMA. I did one lesson um, years ago, and um, I had to do a jujitsu drill. And you're just so close to them. 
Yeah. I did it. Like you're literally, the closer your body is to them, the better. That's the idea to be like a fucking blanket on them. And it was socially distanced up. martial arts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what did you do? Just get a gun. Uh, I did, when I was at uni, I did a couple of episodes, and like lessons of Krav Maga. Oh yeah, yeah. Krav, oh, that's, that's the brutal. Israeli military yeah, one, isn't it? It's fucking nuts. Yeah. Like yeah. everyone there just looked like they'd been they're on day release, and you got given like a rubber knife, and all because the, the whole thing is like you you got this little dagger it's while you're doing. Work, no one. But then at the end of every move, you'd like you'd get them in the hole and then just run the rubber knife along their neck. Like, oh, I don't God. want to do this. I don't <laughs> want to do this. Luke Honorati, comedian, uh, who's from down the southwest. He's a good boxer, actually. He's, yeah, he so he's used to box. Good boxer, but he he's done. He told me about his first lesson of Krav Maga, whatever it is. He said basically he had to just run a gauntlet while like. Like he had to basically, they put a, somebody in front of him, and he was like, like six foot away, and they went, "You've got to try and get to that person." But there's going to be like three people either side, literally beating the shit out of you. But you're not even allowed to acknowledge them. You just got to. It's all about like narrow-minded attack, and it's like fucking hell, mate. We did it with. So I get my cardio a bit better. There's a in lot of bullshit we, uh, martial arts. We did like it to do a sit up, and then you'd be like a spotter sitting on your feet, so it stay down. And when you got up to the top of the sit-up, they just got to try to punch you in the face. Jesus and you had to deflect that punch and do another sit-up. I'm knackered. I've done yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, let's wrap up proceedings and go about our Sundays. Um, have fun in Bristol. What are you doing today, both of you? Um, I am going to go to... Um, we're going to take a little trip to Hampstead Heath. Have a little wander around. Might pop into the Spaniards for a pint. Um, which is a lovely pub. And, I'm gonna um, hit the. I'm gonna go to the gym, and then ice skating. Oh. <laughs> Julian, did you know Julian's is 15 years old? <laughs> <laughs> Are you meeting a boy there? <laughs> um, I need to wait. I've not eaten. I've been a bit sort of. I've got no energy. Yeah, great for it, mate. Great, yeah. yeah I might, you know what? I'm gonna actually. I was watching a lot of. Um, nutritionist with actually the ufc's top nutritionist he talks about grapefruit and also before they train a little yeah like um yeah grapefruit and fruit and stuff it's well, good jim that's what i remember dave dynamite um dave dynamite or dave brockway as he's now known who's ex-comedian now personal trainer he he swears by people like before you go to the gym if you're doing weights whatever a bit of fruit that's all you want just a bit of fruit nothing else yeah all you need is that little bit of a sort of a boost. You don't want and to be ca- have carbs. Like have protein straight after, but then carbs within an hour. Yeah. Like um, to so get that glycogen back in. Apparently, <laughs> I've been going back to the gym because it's just I've done my body such a disservice during <laughs> lockdown. So I was like, right, come on. I saw a picture of myself from like a year ago and went, oh, you look a lot better there, mate. Get back to it. I got this trainer and he makes me do weights and then half an hour of cardio afterwards oh i just sit on his treadmill wishing i was dead the trick that i because that's when i was feeling my tits jiggle <laughs> when i was at my i lost the like i got into a good shape like a decent shape before my wedding and that was with dave as a pt and basically his thing was you do like 45 minutes of weights and then he'd just put me on the assault bike for like five minutes and that assault bike is the it fucking, assaults you it's the worst experience it's like there's not even after a couple of months every day on it whenever i'd go on it would be absolute torture like it's proper just i can't bear cardio I, I, that's, but that's why he just i'm said, just not be better gonna off do it. squeezing it into like five minutes of extreme like high intensity cardio and that's you done you don't need to do anything else i went trampolining yesterday that fucking fucks me it fucks your it's... ankles i remember the next yeah. day after i've I've not like been. I went once. I went to a trampoline park with a few mates, and I just couldn't walk properly for days. I need something that'll distract me though. Like I wish I liked football. What were you doing there, Carl? Huh? Just um, what were you doing out. in the <laughs> rotting each other in the changing rooms? Couldn't walk for days, mate. <laughs> it was somebody's birthday. I think it might be Joel Domit's birthday or something a few years back. Just a bunch. I bet of he's good at trampolining. He's pretty good. He's in good nick, isn't he? Base, I mean, he flips like a fucking graceful swan. <laughs> I'm gonna say steroids. What for Joel? He's not. He's just. A, he's just an. He's obsessed with um, CrossFit. Word, isn't he? Is he he's into a, CrossFit? Is he? He's been doing CrossFit since before any, anyone I knew knew about CrossFit. I was gonna was do like, that. They do it the over. F- 
and Canary Wharf, but it's um, the pull-ups they do. I don't, yeah, the the form they do. I just think it's, I'm going to dislocate my arm. It looks horrendous. It looks like you're just not doing. It looks like you're doing everything wrong. Yeah, the, I think they are a lot of the time. But um, yeah, there's a high injury rate. Joel was gig- the first person I ever heard mention CrossFit. It was six, seven years ago before anyone really knew it, knew it in this country. I did a gig a couple of years ago with, with uh, it was Joel, me, Stuart Laws and uh, Nish Kumar. And in the dressing room, Joel walked in with his girlfriend, obviously a like fucking model. And she almost like, physically recoiled when she saw me, Nish and Stuart. <laughs> And Nish went, yeah, yeah, you see, you think that's what a comedian looks like. It's not. <laughs> this is what a comedian looked like. This sallow skin pouring yeah. over a pie. <laughs> ah, right. Let's wrap this up. Um, Thanks for having me, lads. I really enjoyed no, it. Cheers for coming on, man. It's good to see Thanks you. Thanks for coming on. Nice little early Sunday morning yeah, chat. Nice. It's a nice Sunday morning um, chin wag, um, which sounds rude, doesn't it? But um, people can find you online. You do, you're online. Yeah, Will Duggan on Twitter, Will underscore Doug on Insta, um, 07590-040-920, give me a text. <laughs> text in now. Um, Julian, any any business, any any final thoughts? Um, we're in that final competition now, but that's going to be over by the time this goes over. out, so bleep this. Um, if we bleep. didn't want, it's a fix. I voted for um, it, legit. Cheers, man. Yeah. No, just, just, just um, you get absolutely annihilated by Ellis James. Oh, they're gonna. I mean, they're gonna win. They've just they've got a lot of Twitter followers. And we've not even got a Twitter handle for the podcast. <laughs> we like to keep things very much unprofessional. They're, they're cheating, I think. But um, yeah, um, no, just follow us on Patreon. Yeah. Hit me up on Insta, mate. Follow Patreon for you'll find out Fisher. the bits that get cut out of the podcast. That go yeah, on. yeah. I'm gonna. Me. So I've got. A, so we're gonna bleep those names, are we? I think. I, I think I'll have snipped it out. If you're listening to this, you probably noticed there was a bit missing from the podcast. I will be yeah. filling that in <laughs> on my catch up. Uh, um, right. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks, Will, for joining us. Thanks, and, man. Um, we'll see, here, see you all next time. Take <laughs> Yes. No, 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 no.